Canadians care about what's happening in the world. And in just 10 minutes, World Report can help you stay on top of it all. Join me, Marcia Young. And me, John Northcott, to get caught up on what was breaking when you went to bed and the stories that still matter in the morning. Our CBC News reporters will tell you about the people trying to make change. The political movements catching fire. And the cultural moments going viral. Find World Report wherever you get your podcasts. Start your day with us. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. It's fair to say we've been pretty preoccupied with COVID, but there's another virus about which we should be paying attention. If predictions hold, this fall's seasonal flu could pack a pretty big wallop. So this week we're asking, what do I need to know about this year's flu shot? Hi, Ashley. Welcome to The Dose. Hi, thank you. With all the talk about bivalent COVID vaccines, are any of your customers even asking about flu shots? So many people are asking about flu shots. And I think a lot of that conversation comes around, you know, how do they time their vaccines and what does that look like? So we are getting a lot of questions right now about flu. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your best answers. But before we do that, why don't you give us a hi, my name is, tell us what you do and where you do it. Just ad lib. Perfect. So my name is Ashley Davidson. I'm an associate owner with Shoppers Drug Mart. I own and operate my store where I work as a prescribing pharmacist in the community of St. Albert, which is just outside of Edmonton. Okay, Ashley, here we go. I kind of know the answer to this question, but I want your take. Why are flu watchers worried about the upcoming flu season? Yeah, I think that's something that we've heard about in the news quite a bit recently as well. Um, And it all kind of comes down to the flu season that Australia has seen. Um, Often Australia is a very good predictor for the type of flu season that we're going to have here in North America. And uh, and they have seen a large spike in their numbers. So um, I think that really is one of the main reasons that we're starting to be a bit concerned about what this year could look like. Is it also fair to say that as mask mandates drop and people get a little less uh, inclined to wear masks voluntarily and wash their hands and practice uh, physical distancing, that we may be congregating indoors together in unsafe ways and potentially setting ourselves up for more uh, transmission of the flu? Yeah, I think that's definitely a a fair statement. Um, We haven't had a ton of exposure to flu over the last couple of years just because of some of those infection control policies and mask mandates and and other things. So um, that really does kind of make our population a bit more vulnerable um, to this year's flu season because our immunity does wane over a single season. So um, as we move into the winter months and we have less restrictions, we're gathering indoors more, maybe there's less attention on infection control, um, it definitely increases the risk for that virus to circulate more readily. Let's get back to talking about the vaccine. How effective do we think this year's influenza vaccine will be against the flu strains expected in Canada this flu season? Yeah, effectiveness is a big conversation um, that I often have with patients when we talk about flu. you know, I, I'm not going to speculate on, on how effective I think this year will be, but uh, in previous years, we've seen 
anywhere from 40 to 70% in effectiveness. And that range is so big because it really does depend on how accurate the match is for the viruses that are, for the virus that is circulating. So um, we don't know for sure, but in seasons where we do achieve a good match, um, we can prevent a large number of the flu cases, sometimes as much as 70 to 90% really can be averted through vaccination. So when we think about effectiveness for this year, what I kind of encourage my patients is even if it's a lower match and we're only achieving 40 or 50% effectiveness, it is still protection and it's protection against, you know, our more vulnerable population who are higher risk of complications and also can be really important in just reducing transmission. So, and, and it's important to distinguish one reason for getting a flu shot is to reduce your risk of getting the flu or transmitting it to other people. The other reason is if you happen to be one of those, uh, it belong to one of those vulnerable populations, seniors, particularly frail seniors and those with chronic illnesses, that if they get the flu, um, they would have a more serious case of the flu. And, and if they get vaccinated, they'll have a less serious case of the flu. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's something that we can do as a population, even if you're, you know, young and otherwise healthy. And, and the, one of the big myths out there is, you know, I don't need the flu shot because I'm young and healthy. But really, we need to consider, you know, our, our loved ones, our neighbors, our communities, um, and kind of doing what we can to reduce transmission of the virus. And what's particularly concerning is when we have both flu and COVID circulating at the same time, um, I'm always a little bit concerned about the capacities of our healthcare system and what that looks like. So um, encouraging patients to consider the flu shot as a way to reduce transmission. So are you saying that everyone should get a shot? You know, if, if all comers, all ages, when they come to ask you at, at your pharmacy, are you basically saying everybody should get a shot? Yeah, I mean, everybody has to make a decision that's that's best for them. But Health Canada does recommend that all people over six months old do get a flu shot. But I understand that people need to to kind of ask ask their questions and um, and ensure that they're doing what's best for them. But but I, I like to follow the Health Canada guidelines, which is for six months and older to get a flu shot. But to be clear, uh, people who are seniors. And those with chronic illness are at the greatest risk of getting the complications of flu should they become infected with the flu. And it reminds me that there's a high-dose flu shot that's made for older patients. What can you tell us about that? Yes. So there is a high-dose vaccine, which um, which we offer to patients who are over 65 um, with the hope that it will offer them a better immune response. Now, that availability does differ province to province. So, um, you know, it's something that your pharmacist would be able to help you with. Um, they're there to answer some of your questions. And so if if you're in that age group or high risk group and, and you feel like that is the, the way you need to go or, or something you want to explore further, I would definitely encourage you to speak with your pharmacist about the options in in your province. But if, if the higher dose uh, flu shot is not available, you, you only have the regular flu shot and you're a senior, you would say, take the shot. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about timing. When should people get a flu shot? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, we talk about timing often because people are trying to figure out um, exactly when they should book or when when will work best for them to, to receive their shot. Um, and the availability, like I said, does differ across provinces. So some provinces may have vaccine availability the first week of October, whereas others will be a little bit later in the month. So I will often remind patients that it, although you get your flu shot right away, it does take about two weeks to develop an immune response to that vaccination. So um, it is important to get your shot as soon as you can to ensure that you have coverage through the flu season. We often expect that flu season to last from about mid-October all the way through to April, early May. And uh, But I, I will say that this year, uh, in, in some parts of Canada, uh, flu shot campaigns are starting sooner. And uh, one of the reasons why they're starting sooner is that uh, in places like Australia, they, they not only saw a more severe flu season, but they saw it occur you know, begin earlier than it normally does. Um, does your recommendation regarding timing uh, vary with the age of the patient that you're vaccinating? No, not typically. I, I do. Um, your point is a good one in that the flu season can come in kind of hard and fast in, in October, November. So so I do really encourage people that as soon as it's available to them to, to get their flu shot. And what about kids? Yeah, I have three kids. I've gone through this whole <laughs> vaccine thing every year with them. But um, vaccines are available for flu for children six months in age and older. Um, we can provide those vaccines in pharmacies at varying ages, depending on the province, just to make it easy and convenient for parents. But, um, but it is something that's important to consider for them. Um, one thing that stands out to me this year is that we won't have masks in schools. So that is going to increase the potential exposure for flu that, or that will increase the potential exposure for flu virus for children as well. So we want to make sure they're protected too. You briefly touched on the fact that COVID vaccines are also out there. And of course, uh, we have the bivalent COVID vaccine rolling out. So can we get the flu shot and the bivalent vaccine at the same time? Yes. So the current NACI recommendations are that it is safe to get your flu vaccine and the bivalent COVID vaccine at the same time. So we will be offering that to patients. And, uh, and it is important that you're protected from both viruses throughout the winter. So definitely you can do them together. And of course, NACI is the National Advisory Committee on Immunization. Um, will the vaccines still have the same effectiveness if they're given at the same time? Um, according to NACI, yes. So we believe there won't be changes in effectiveness if they're given together. Um, it's important to note that we do often co-administer other vaccines with flu shots in previous years, such as the pneumonia vaccine. So, um, so it's not something that we don't normally do. It is, it is kind of regular practice in healthcare. Um, and then including the bivalent vaccine this year, um, we don't really see it as any different. And we like to follow the kind of most up-to-date NACI recommendations on that. Canadians care about what's happening in the world. And in just 10 minutes, World Report can help you stay on top of it all. Join me, Marcia Young. And me, 
John Northcott, to get caught up on what was breaking when you went to bed and the stories that still matter in the morning. Our CBC News reporters will tell you about the people trying to make change. The political movements catching fire. And the cultural moments going viral. Find World Report wherever you get your podcasts. Start your day with us. Now, I know that from one year to the next, I can get side effects from the flu shot. Uh, And of course, we've all heard about getting side effects from getting a COVID uh, vaccination. So if you get a bivalent and a flu vaccine at the same time, do you get added side effects? Are you going to get sicker? Like, is 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 that the is that the precaution that we're that that we're going to be telling patients? I think you know we don't necessarily expect somebody to be more, or we don't expect somebody to experience more side effects necessarily from getting two vaccines at the same time. Um, obviously, the the vaccine side effects such as sore and tender arm, possible fever, fatigue, um, those those side effects are expected from vaccinations, whether you're getting one or two. So, um, I wouldn't expect that, and um, and that's not in any of the statements or recommendations that we follow. Um, so, it's something that we encourage patients to consider, but uh, but not uh, something that would dissuade us for sure. And and the usual recommendations for dealing with those typical side effects. The typical side effects might include a, a little bit of a fever, feeling a little a little unwell, um, having a, a sore arm. So things like acetaminophen and and ibuprofen to treat some of the symptoms, and resting and drinking plenty of fluids. Have I got it right? <laughs> exactly. So we we do whenever we're administering vaccines and. And we've done a lot of that recently. That's been a big part of what pharmacists are doing in uh, in Canada these days. Um, we do talk to patients about which pain reliever would be safe for them, given their own personal medical history, and, and give them some recommendations on how to deal with potential side effects. Considering experts are saying that this flu season could be bad, could come in hard and fast, what do you say to people about why it's important to get the flu vaccine this particular year? So some of the conversations I have with my patients, I mean, right now, early days, the people asking questions are, are not um, people that need to be convinced. They're eager to get their flu shot. So, um, but some of the things I talk to them about is, is, like we mentioned, ensuring that you're protected against both circulating viruses um, and doing what you can to prevent transmission throughout the season. But when they are wondering about, you know, do I need my flu shot? Is this the year that I get my flu shot? Those kinds of questions. We'll just review with them, you know, the potential risks of the of the virus and uh, and encourage them to make a decision that that is right for them. And finally, what about mask wearing? Uh, as we've already said, the uh, mask mandates are dropping uh, in many parts of Canada, in many walks of life. Uh, when you're giving that flu shot, are you going to be uh, advising people that it's still okay? It might still be a good idea to wear masks in high-risk situations? Yeah, I think mask wearing has been um, been a sensitive topic for some time. Um, you know, we we as pharmacists in, our, in my business will wear our masks still. And uh, when we're administering vaccines, obviously that's a, a healthcare appointment. So we have our patients wearing masks as well. Um, And I always just encourage people that, you know, 
we want to protect those around us. So if you're feeling ill or you have symptoms, um, whether it's flu or COVID, wearing a mask is a good way to do that, to prevent that transmission. And I understand that everyone has to make a decision that works for them. And protecting yourself against viruses is a multifaceted approach all the time. So that includes vaccination, hand washing, mask wearing. Um, those are all things that we can do to reduce our risks. Well, uh, Ashley Davidson, I want to thank you for being on The Dose. And, uh, and uh, I hope what you had to say leads to as many people as possible rolling up their sleeves. Yes, I hope so. Thank you. Ashley Davidson is a pharmacist and owner of the Shoppers Drug Mart in St. Albert, Alberta. Here's your dose of smart advice. There are indications that this fall's flu season is starting earlier and maybe more severe than what we've seen in previous years since the start of the pandemic. Australia just had its worst flu season in years, and what happens there often predicts what's in store for us. The fact that many people have stopped wearing masks and taking other precautions means cases of flu will spread faster. As a result, public health in many parts of Canada plan on opening flu clinics earlier than usual. You'll be able to get the flu shot and the new bivalent COVID vaccine at the same time. People of all ages should be vaccinated, but seniors and those with chronic illnesses are strongly urged to roll up their sleeves because they're more vulnerable to both the flu and COVID. Mask mandates are being dropped across the board. Still, it's worth keeping in mind that continuing to wear a mask in high-risk indoor settings, plus hand-washing, can also help prevent the flu. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions you'd like answered, our email address is thedose at cbc.ca. You can find The Dose wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, please rate us five stars so more people can find us. This edition of The Dose was produced by Stephanie Dubois. Technical support was by Laura Antonelli. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. If you're looking for medical advice, see your healthcare provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.